It's November 18th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Korea's Jung Ong Daily is reporting that North Korea launched a missile that may have had sufficient range to reach the United States earlier this morning. The launch came a day after it fired a shorter-range missile and warned of fiercer military responses to increasing security cooperation between the United States and its allies in the region. Shortly after the launch, South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol ordered a strengthening of the South Korea-U.S. combined defense posture, active implementation of measures to strengthen the execution of the extended deterrence against North Korea agreed by South Korea and the United States, and a strengthening of security cooperation between South Korea, the United States, and Japan, the presidential office said. Russian airstrikes targeted Ukraine's energy facilities again Thursday as the first snow of the season fell in Kyiv, a harbinger of the hardship to come if Moscow's missiles continue to take out power and gas plants as winter descends, according to the AP. The Kremlin's forces have suffered a series of setbacks on the ground, the latest being the loss of the southern city of Kherson. In the face of those defeats, Russia has increasingly resorted to aerial onslaughts aimed at energy infrastructure and other civilian targets in parts of Ukraine it doesn't hold. Russia on Tuesday unleashed a nationwide barrage of more than 100 missiles and drones that knocked out power to 10 million people in Ukraine. At least seven people were killed and more than two dozen others wounded in the drone and missile strikes, including one that hit a residential building, authorities said. Investigators have found traces of explosives at the site of the damaged Nord Stream pipelines, confirming that gross sabotage had taken place, a Swedish prosecutor said this morning. Al Jazeera reports that Swedish and Danish authorities are investigating four holes in the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, which link Russia and Germany and have become a flashpoint in the Ukraine crisis. The September 26th ruptures of the seabed pipelines, spewing gas into the ocean that bubbled to the surface in the week that followed, triggered warnings of public hazards and fears of environmental damage. In my opinion, what's worth considering here is that Russia had already been using energy as a weapon by lowering the availability of Russian natural gas. Blowing up the pipeline hurts them too, as it will be more difficult to restart selling their gas after the war. So it'll be very interesting to see where this investigation goes and who is ultimately responsible. Elsewhere, according to the BBC, the U.S. has determined that Saudi Arabia's de facto leader, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, has immunity from a lawsuit filed by murder journalist Jamal Khashoggi's fiancé. Mr. Khashoggi, a prominent Saudi critic, was murdered at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul in October 2018. U.S. intelligence has said it believes Prince Mohammed ordered the killing. But in court filings, the U.S. State Department said he has immunity due to his new role as Saudi Prime Minister. Justice Department lawyers 
said that as the sitting head of a foreign government, the crown prince enjoys head of state immunity from the jurisdiction of United States courts as a result of that office. The doctrine of head of state immunity is well established in customary international law, Justice Department lawyers said. But the Biden administration was keen to emphasize that the ruling was not a determination of innocence. Deutsche Welle reports that India's first privately developed Vikram S rocket was successfully launched from the Indian Space Agency launch site in Chennai this morning. The 545-kilogram rocket traveled in an arc and reached a peak altitude of 89.5 kilometers. This was just shy of the Karman line at 100 kilometers altitude that separates Earth from outer space. The launch was live telecast by the Indian Space Research Organization. It eventually splashed down in the Bay of Bengal about five minutes after launch, officials said. A Dutch court on Thursday convicted two Russians and a pro-Moscow Ukrainian separatist of the murders of 298 people who died in the 2014 downing of Malaysia Airlines flight MH17 over Ukraine and sentenced them to life in prison. One Russian was acquitted because of a lack of evidence. According to reporting from Le Monde, the presiding judge said the evidence presented by prosecutors at a trial that lasted more than two years proved that the Boeing 777 flying from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur was brought down by a missile fired by pro-Moscow Ukrainian fighters on July 17, 2014. The crash scattered wreckage in bodies over farmland and fields of sunflowers. Against the geopolitical upheaval caused by Russia's full-blown invasion of Ukraine, the court also held that Moscow had overall control of the separatist Donetsk People's Republic in eastern Ukraine from where it said the attack was launched. None of the defendants appeared for the trial that began in March 2020. Reuters reports that Peru has reported its first outbreak of highly pathogenic avian influenza as the disease swept through some wild pelicans, the Paris-based World Organization for Animal Health said on Friday. The type A H5 virus killed 200 pelicans that were found on a beach in the northern province of Paida, the World Organization for Animal Health said, citing a report from the Peruvian authorities. Commonly called bird flu, the disease is often carried by wild birds that can then transmit the virus to poultry flocks. A wave of cases in Europe and the United States has led to tens of millions of poultry birds being slaughtered, with experts concerned the disease did not subside as previously during the Northern Hemisphere summer. Mexico said this week it would start vaccinating birds in high-risk areas after the highly contagious H5N1 strain was first detected in the country last month. In lighter news, a Minnesota library said a car repair manual checked out in 1975 was anonymously returned along with an apologetic letter. The UPI says that the Washington County Library System said in a Facebook post that the book, Chilton's Foreign Car Repair Manual, German-Swedish-Italian Cars Volume 1, arrived recently via mail at the Lake Elmo Library. 
An unsigned letter included with the package explained the borrower had checked the book out to help with a Mercedes-Benz repair project in the mid-1970s. The letter explained the former patron had forgotten to return the book before moving away from Lake Elmo a few months later. The letter said the borrower found the book in a trunk 47 years later, along with other items they hadn't seen since the 1970s. It's a little overdue, but I thought you might want it back, the letter reads. My apologies to anyone in Lake Elmo who is working on an old Benz in the last 47 years. The Post said the library is just happy to have the book back. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Catherine Grothy, a research analyst for the Middle East and North Africa for Freedom House, about human rights issues in Qatar heading into the World Cup. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.